And we just started this that way. Yeah, there we go. Let's I'm just going to, I'll let you open. <laughs> wow. I'm just going <laughs> to. It keeps so going. Let Andrew open. <laughs> open up, Andrew. Welcome to Flipping Off, a purpose-driven podcast about flipping houses and making a difference. All right. Hey, everybody. Melina Boswell here. <laughs> co-founder of New Wealth Advisors Club. And today uh, in the studio, I have Mr. Tim John Wilkinson. Hi again. Hey there. What do you mean again? We just did this, remember? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Two weeks ago. We're back. We- <laughs> Frank Luna. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Good morning, good afternoon, good night. Uh-huh. Oscar Solares. Hey there. And Mr. Andrew Boswell. How's it going? All right. And then in the background, we have Spoon. Yeah, and we have David and Kendra Boswell, and we have Samson Boswell in the house, too, our buddy Sam, (laughs) the little old man. So, uh, all right, so today we thought it would be a great time to talk about changing strategies in a changing market. I have a feeling that's going to be the name of this one. But uh, let's, uh, so Oscar, go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So changing strategies in a changing market, I I think the big thing that people need to understand is that you need to be prepared and equipped for whatever the market brings you, Mm -hmm. right? Meaning every market is going to shift at some point. It's always going to be in a state of flux. It's going to change. So you need to have the skill set and the tool belt ready to go Mm -hmm. so that regardless of what the market does, you step in and you attack the market versus sitting back trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. So with that said, what we've taken on is a few different things. Mm -hmm. We're doing some more buy and holds. Mm -hmm. We're We're taking ownership of properties. We're looking at doing some building. There's a lot of things that are that's going on right now, right? That mm. we wouldn't have done five years ago, right? Ten years ago, right? So it's a big shift for us. And uh, you know, we talked earlier in other podcasts about Airbnbs. Mm-hmm. We've talked about the short term versus the long term rentals, and now we're venturing into some other ideas. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about that. That was a great, that was really good the way you just did that, by the way. It's like you I know what you're best doing. I when I'm on the spot. I know. I like it. It's <laughs> awesome. Just so everybody knows, this is how we roll. <laughs> we say, what are we going to talk about? Mm, I don't know. These are the real conversations that we have day in and day out. And so you guys just get to listen to us. <laughs> and there is some uh, teasing. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's talk a little bit about, I feel like we should have maybe an update on Airbnbs. So maybe we talk uh, a tad bit about that. Maybe, Tim, you want to talk about how we love Airbnbs? <laughs> do we? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Do we? I like it. I yeah. like Airbnbs. I like them yeah. uh, mainly because it opens up opportunity for us to buy properties differently than we normally would. If we're looking at a property from a, a straight rent, um, you know, you can go and the rent for a, a particular property might be, you know, twelve, fifteen, two thousand dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you break it down by night, obviously, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a reason why the Hiltons have all their money. <laughs> so um, <laughs> true. So it enables true, us true. to to play, um, you know, the Hiltons mm-hmm. on a smaller scale, mm-hmm. and we um, we get to like really turn a property that may not make sense at all mm-hmm. into an opportunity that uh, anybody can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we, um, you have the property, well, we have the property downtown Riverside. Right. And so we've been, 
short-term rental for, I don't know, seven or eight months, something like that, right? Right. Yeah, that's really funny. And so it's turned out that it's been a wonderful opportunity for us. It's it's lent all kinds of awesome things for us, and we've learned a lot, right? So, and um, one of the best things is how we teach. We teach from what we learn by what we actually do do (laughs) bring it back to the club members and share hey do this don't do this after you guinea pig it after i guinea pig it thank you very much andrew so uh, i just was thinking i I know everybody really loves hearing the stories of the airbnb but there was there's like two specific things that have happened recently so uh, we got a spin sent a picture of, uh, to us of the backyard <laughs> of, t- <laughs> of 10th street. And, I was like, uh, is that our backyard? No. <laughs> don't we have a fence? <laughs> Why don't you describe what that picture was of the backyard? Uh, some guy chilling on a couch in our backyard <laughs> that wasn't there the day before. Apparently he moved it in. <laughs> He and got it in by like over the fence by himself. And let's be real, the fence isn't short, you know? It's not like it's a little knee high fence. That dude threw the couch over the fence by himself. I'm impressed. Yeah, he, what he, else was there? You know, he, he actually put a plank <laughs> that was ground up in an angle against the fence. Oh, is that what he did? So he actually slid stuff down the plank. <laughs> that is so brilliant. Like, See what I'm saying? Freaking genius, right? It's like How? I don't need to throw it and damage my couch that's going in the backyard. I need to slide this puppy in <laughs> so that I can still use it. But he actually set it up in a way that he had the couch, there was a rug, <laughs> yeah. there was a, a, a nightstand, coffee table thing going on. Like outdoor he had another coffee too. table hanging on the fence like he was just getting it over yeah. there. He had rigged up some sheet metal and made himself a nice little shade underneath yeah. the tree. He fire had a pit. full fire pit. <laughs> there was actually – there was pans also. Yeah, there, there was, was pans. pans that were sitting there. The only thing missing room. was like a, a rim – with some charcoal briquettes on it. Right. <laughs> You'd have been on. I'm surprised there wasn't a TV and a TV stand in there. Right, yeah. right. And that was like in one day. I he think did so, that yeah. in one it was, day. It was quick. Yeah. And, so. and the, the interesting thing is that that picture was actually sent to, I believe it was sent to Adriana from one of our guests. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, because this was, well, we didn't have a camera yeah. angle over there <laughs> right. at, at this point. So, so the guest was like, you know, I was just worried that, I was just hoping that he was still alive. <laughs> <laughs> So. That was that was just one of the uh, rooms you're renting your Airbnb. He was paying forty dollars a night, right? Yeah, it's just cheap. <laughs> forty bucks a night for the camp. It's, it's a hip camp. A hip, a hip camp. camp. Oh, I like it. I like it. That's like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a whole new business model, right? Yeah. So we are um, getting ready to build the second house on that property. Yep. So that has a lot to do with why maybe, you know, we have this vacant it's a it's a nice size lot. So we're getting ready to break ground. Right. We got everything in, in uh it's in the final stages with uh planning at the city. Mm-hmm. Uh the heritage board uh, loves us and asked if we're gonna do more, so obviously we did and we bought another lot. Yeah. yeah. So why don't we talk about that? How did that happen? That was an interesting one. We yeah. um we have been looking at the lot there's two lots adjacent and right behind um right behind our property and we've looked at it and the here's the truth the truth is we dropped the ball because <laughs> we looked at those lots and we said hey we should track down the owner we went so far as finding the owner in Arizona and then for whatever reason we dropped the ball and that was months ago and then because we are in the market and we tell people what we do all of a sudden I got a phone call from this guy he says um Hey, I got this lead on a on a lot. Would you mind mind looking at it for me and, and helping me decide 
like what should I offer? Um, and usually like, you know, new changes, like the whole purpose of this podcast is to talk about like new strategies in a changing market. Cause usually I'd have been like, it's a lot, I'm not interested. Uh, but now we're, we're looking at things a little differently. And so I looked at it and I'm like, Oh my God, that's our lot. <laughs> so I told him the homeowner doesn't want, um, the homeowner doesn't, he hasn't told you what he wanted. He said, well, he wants 75,000 for it. I said, go back to him and tell him that, um, we typically will buy on the uh, tax assessed value, which was twenty six thousand um, dollars, and see where he comes back. But if you get it at fifty, I'll if you, if you can get it at fifty, I'll give you fifty five. Is what I told um, the mm-hmm. the wholesaler. Mm-hmm. And uh, he went back. He came back and told me, well, you know, I got it at fifty four. Would you mind? Um, going to 57 and I said well we'll take it at 57. <laughs> so it's interesting because you know in general we know that the market is beginning to correct uh when the builders start building. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that isn't what we're doing, right? right. We wouldn't be buying an, an empty lot to build uh just to turn around and and sell the property unless we can just get it at exactly the right price. Right, and in, and in this case, it's actually two things, right? We got it at the right price, and we're not intending to build to actually just sell it. Right. There's a there's a different strategy, and we we definitely went down the path of well, maybe it's another Airbnb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then um, something that's kind of dear, near and dear to my heart, right, is is being a veteran. It's the whole veteran thing, mm-hmm. and what does that look like? So we've been looking into that that whole aspect for a long time. And it just so coincidentally happens that we get a phone call, or you get a phone call, right, Tim? Right. <clears throat> Saying, hey, um, I, I have this property lead that I'm interested in, in looking at because I want to do something for vets. <laughs> right, Carrie, <clears throat> right. which was her intention of, I want to get this property under contract so that I can house vets. So then he tells me, I, I speak with Andrew, and then a bunch of things start happening. So that shifts the thought process now, right? Because <laughs> there's Airbnb, but man, our core is how do we serve others? How do we deliver something that makes sense, that's impactful, that does things, right? Mm-hmm. And then coincidentally, as it would be, we have Locust, which is the lot. <clears throat> Frank has a property in, in Harupa slash Riverside mm-hmm. that we can build on as, as well. And there's other opportunities that are showing up. So now it's, well, what do we really do? Mm-hmm. Which direction do we take this in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we've been we've been throwing this around for a, a while, and again, this is how you know that you're in the right place at the right time is when you can do whatever you want to do. Uh, it's been a very exciting time from my perspective because, uh, first of all, I love doing creative things. I love doing new things, opening up opportunities, and then clearly, um, you know, vets and being able to provide a space for them is something that is absolutely on mission for us. Right. Yeah. And uh, so, and, and we've talked about if we do provide housing for, um, for veterans, how do we, you know, what do we really want to create for them, right? And going maybe above and beyond and creating something that is really nice and honoring to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this is opening up th- that um, opportunity for us. So why don't you talk a little bit about the the property in um, – maybe you should talk about Lindsay a little bit or the property in Harupa maybe. Sure. Who's Lindsay? 
Why are you looking at me? But up. <laughs> well, that fell. Yeah. <laughs> um, Everybody looked around. So Lindsay is a property that Frank has. Hi, this is Christian Rios. As many of you know, I have been a member of New Wealth Advisors Club for over seven years and got started when I was 17 years old with absolutely no real estate experience. One of the biggest lessons I have learned from being in the industry is the need for authentic relationships. If you're looking for an actual team locally in Southern California with all the resources needed to close deals, register for one of our free workshops by visiting www.joinnwac.com. Thanks for listening to the Flippin' Off podcast. Well, that fell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Everybody looked around. So Lindsay is a property that Frank has that actually is two and a half acres, right? Mm-hmm. right? That uh, looks like, well, there's two houses on it currently, mm-hmm. total of eight bedrooms uh, combined. So it's, it's a decent-sized uh, um, structure. But the more important thing is that we can actually build, I think it's up to 10 units Right, Frank? Ten. Yep. So now it's a matter of how do we best use those ten units. So I'll let you kind of talk through the whole Lindsay. Okay. So um, when we first got this property, uh, we were looking at just flipping it, being done. And um, there were some um, weird things that happened with title that shouldn't have happened, which coincidentally or not so coincidentally put us in a position uh, where we have this property – where we had to go through clean up title, um, just you know, find out why they didn't include the other one and a half acres in the sale, and by the time all that was said and done, there we have this opportunity to actually house the um, the VA. So um, it was I don't know, it, it was perfect timing, and I mean, what looked like just a big old mess and the title and everything. I was like, hey, well, Frank still is dealing with this property, getting uh, title done. He's about to, you know, finish the rehab and make sure that, and, I, you know, we were thinking of selling the lots separately and then that was going to take time, but it just all worked out perfectly when um, things, everything, to me, it just seemed like everything was going wrong with this property <laughs> and, you know, just perfect timing that this this opportunity came up and we have this perfect property for you know it's got eight units it's a duplex it's got um you know six um a six bedroom in the front it's got two in the back and it's a good thousand uh, square feet so all the you know different scenarios of you know do we divide the lot and sell them separately we had multiple people interested into it it was all so that we could do this <laughs> isn't that exciting everything that we thought fell apart yeah right? with yep. that problem yes. Every yes. every approach that we took fell yes. apart. Every aspect of it fell apart. The title stuff, the buyers that were in the queue already, they opened up escrow. Mm-hmm. They ticked off the city, so the city said, no, you can't do what you want to do. And so then we called the city and had a conversation with them, and they were like real – they were fine. There was no big deal with them. So it was just – it all fell in place. So mm-hmm. it's, I, it's cool. <clears throat> it's, it's cool that Frank says it um, the way he said it, which is like yeah, everything was falling apart from his perspective – but it's really cool as as a team hmm. because without without either one of us, the opportunity is not there. Without like any of the five of us that are sitting right. at this table plus right. the rest of our team. But mm-hmm. without all of us, the opportunity is not there. And even from somebody outside of this table or outside of our, our core team, to be able to um, – like Oscar mentioned Carrie. Mm-hmm. When I talked to Carrie, she said – 
you know, I really want to do something creative for veterans. I actually work for a company that houses veterans and what we need and we do not have enough of is um, homeowners, landlords who are willing to rent into this program and rent uh, to, you know, so it just, the opportunities are coming from every different angle to make this opportunity um, perfect. If, if that makes sense. It, it makes perfect sense. And it, it is interesting to think about that most landlords will not rent to um, disabled veterans because that's really what we're talking about, it right? Is. Yeah, it is. And, you know, uh, Carrie was telling us that um, Section 8 housing, which is mm-hmm. probably where they would qualify, mm-hmm. there's a six to seven year wait. <laughs> you know, so that that's the reason we have so many homeless veterans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that That's the... You know, a lot of people want to put the blame on the VA. The VA actually has the programs, and there's a, a partnership with HUD that provides a certain amount of money for them to have housing. Mm-hmm. It's just that the housing isn't available. Yeah, right. it so goes. Yeah, it goes back in line with the idea of us being in the middle of a housing crisis. Right, and that is absolutely where we find ourselves in a market that is so interesting. Right, because we have a market that is now beginning to correct in the middle of a housing crisis. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? Kind of strange. Yeah, it's very strange. And so, but what we know for a fact is that we're still going to continue to have disabled veterans who are in need of housing because something happens, right? There's something very unique about somebody who has been in the military and then has been injured, had an, had an injury and been you know, labeled or qualified, I guess, as disabled and what that looks like to them. And I believe that... Uh, society in general, I, my fear, my feeling is that there isn't a lot of respect and honor that is given to these people. And it's not just men, it's men and women, right? Right, Which is, a, a, is an entirely new uh, situation that we've never experienced before mm-hmm. or that we've known of. But we have a lot of women coming out of the military uh, that have been qualified as disabled and aren't able to find housing. And I don't understand how we as, you know, American citizens find that to be acceptable. It's just not acceptable for us. And so we are going to do everything we can to house as many uh, of these folks as we can. And it's not just putting a roof over their head, right? It is so much more about giving them honor and dignity and beautiful living quarters and opportunity. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's, um, I'm, I'm in the point now where, I want it to be an experience for them. Mm, yeah. Right? An experience where, yeah, there's some, there's some regulations, there's some things that they have to abide by, mm-hmm. but ultimately they get to live their life now mm-hmm. versus being told what to do mm-hmm. or not having anything to do. So it's, it's more about opening some doors for them as well. Right. Purpose. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. For it's them. A balance between freedom and structure. Right. That everybody actually needs. Right. Yeah. And, and that's that, I guess for me, that's the biggest thing about this or that I'm looking forward to is that, um, like even, even places that they can go and live, I I guess the, I don't know, the consensus almost is Mm -hmm. that they can live in really crappy conditions, you know, which I mean, don't get me wrong. That's true. I mean, we've all slept out in the middle of nowhere and not had showers and done all that and we can do it, but that's not what these guys need. That's not what these men and women need. And that, I think that for me is the biggest, um, the coolest part about this not is that we, we have all. A- you mean you mean you military boys. <laughs> not well, we all. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm looking at Oscar here. Uh, it's only you and Oscar actually. <laughs> the rest of us are bebes. <laughs> right. well, I mean, that that's actually my point though is that I want them to experience that that same kind of like 
you know, like it is respect and it's dignity and it's going home to a nice place and having a good place to lay your head and they can hang out with each other and fellowship because that's the biggest thing too. I mean, this is going to contribute to so much more than just the homelessness. This is going to contribute to the mental welfare of, of all veterans and this is going to make a big impact and that for me is like the – I think that's probably the most exciting part about it is that we get to create something that's really, really nice for these people mm-hmm. and um, I think that's going to be huge for them and I think that this is going to grow into something that's – a lot bigger too, and we're going to make a huge, huge impact with this. Just hearing that from Andrew, and then hearing Oscar talk about how like there's money available, but um, not enough housing. To for me specifically, just like as a real estate investor and as somebody who's buying and selling houses all the time, I, I actually feel a responsibility now mm-hmm. to veterans that we are like, you know, every year we should be absolutely looking at properties with that in mind. I feel like it's a responsibility that any real estate investor should pick up mm-hmm. because how else is it going to happen? If the if the housing isn't available, how how the hell else is it going to be available? Like what are we going to, you know, what something has to get done. Right. right? We have to create it. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Tim and I had a, the opportunity to meet uh, – a former professional athlete mm-hmm. that um, really actually approached us because the a vested interest in wanting to help and support veterans and homeless veterans specifically mm-hmm. that dovetailed into another business, mm-hmm. but nonetheless <clears throat> there's there's things there that I know we're going to build some really cool relationships here because of the impact this is going to have. Mm-hmm. And Andrew's absolutely right. This is going to be bigger than most of us can right now imagine. Yeah, I I know that that's true. You know, I was just thinking, listening to you guys and marveling at what we, um, the opportunities that we've been able to walk into as a result of who we are as a club Right. And, and being so right. Isn't that just amazing? So on mission. Well, yeah, that's actually one thing I was going to say to you that I want for everybody listening to take away is that the coolest part about this is that, I mean, this is where <clears throat> obviously there's a there's a passion here between, I mean, if not both of us, just me and Oscar, I definitely everyone here. Mm-hmm. And what's cool about it is that um, I guess that's my favorite part about real estate is that there's so much opportunity to actually, I mean, it doesn't have to be homeless vets for anybody else. You know, it mm-hmm. could be something completely different that real estate provides the opportunity and the vehicle for. And I think that that, I mean, just for me personally and what we're talking about right now, that's like what I, something I want as a takeaway from this is that there is so much ridiculous opportunity and different things that you can do in real estate and still live your core purpose at the same time. And we're, we're serving people and doing everything that we want to do. And at the same time, I mean, we're sitting here flipping houses, you know, it's, mm. it's fun at the same time as we're doing this. So, yeah, I was just thinking that I, it seems to me that that is exactly it. And I just keep on in my mind over and over and rolling around in my mind, our mission statement. Right. So even even the name of the podcast, right? Flipping houses and making a difference. New Wealth Advisors Club is a group of people committed to empower and encourage all people to realize their core purpose in life. With this realization, we believe everyone can live an inspired life full of enthusiasm as they in turn inspire others. Mm-hmm. That's the mission. That's what we get to do. Boom. 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 <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, stay tuned. Uh, we will continue to update uh, you guys on the 
uh, journey and on the mission. And um, we're going to celebrate wins along the way. I think we need to make a, a commitment with each other right now to celebrate all the wins as we go. Like you guys had a win last week. You know, we have a win with these properties that we're acquiring. Uh, we really do. Well, we closed on Locust yesterday. Right. We closed <clears throat> on that yesterday. And so now we get to start to create something beautiful and wonderful. And I am so, so excited to start experiencing that. So, yeah. Stay tuned. Good stuff coming down. Yep. All right. We are NWAC. We are out. I'm Melina Boswell, your host of the Flippin' Off podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you did, we'd love for you to subscribe, give us a five-star rating, and tell your friends all about us. You can find more episodes of the Flippin' Off podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever else you like to listen to awesome podcasts like this. If you like what you've heard, we'd really appreciate it if you'd follow us on Facebook and Instagram and tell us the stories that you'd like to hear. Tim Jackson is our senior producer. Luke Jackson is our editor. Brothers. Josh Maldine is our producer. Sound design by Frequency Factory. Our executive producer is Mind and Mill. This was all created by Dave Boswell for New Wealth Advisors Club.